1: Back into it, tale tail Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager and all sorts of things going on, man. Between uh, legendary coaches stepping away in the NFL and in college football, Nebraska keeps adding pieces in the portal with some skill. And we welcome in. Skill's a, a, a big word because... I think he displays it. He's just a little bashful with it on the golf course. Uh, Gary Barnett with us, a Hall of Fame coach, Colorado and Northwestern. Coach, are you uh, you bringing your clubs to Alabama? Let me start there.
0: Well, yeah, I got to bring my clubs to Alabama, so uh, yeah, we're packing up now. So I love it. But we're gonna play. We're gonna play the Robert Trent Jones Trail golf courses. We're not going to Tuscaloosa.
1: What do you think of this? Are you surprised? Are you shocked at this? Uh, not really I mean he's
0: 72 Uh, this job's gotten extremely complicated Mm -hmm. and um, you know coaches don't usually get to go out on their own accord (laughs) (laughs) you know 98% of us are asked to leave and um, are toted away so uh, you know, there's very few guys I know who can actually say they call their shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nick's, you know, Nick's Nick should be able to call his shot. I think doing it now uh, after this season, uh, tremendous coaching job. I think with tremendous players, by the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I I I uh, in a lot of ways envy him that that he was able to walk out on his terms.
1: Gary Barnett, with us. This- uh, how long have you known Nick? What's what's your guys' relationship like? Have you played golf together? Well,
0: Yeah, it's been good. Uh, it started back when uh, I went to Northwestern and hired his offensive coordinator away at, to become my offensive coordinator at Northwestern. And uh, Greg Meyer was his name, and he was working with Nick at Toledo. So um, that's when I, I really got to know him to a little bit. And then in the Big Ten uh you know, we played each other, uh, and we have, uh, served on committees and we've, you know, we played golf a couple times together and in, in some of the events that, uh, uh, you know, the big 10 coaches outings and things like that. So, um, I've always had a very respectful relationship with Nick. Uh, he's the same all the time. And I mean, if you, you think he's different on the golf course or different, having dinner. No, 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 no. Nick's the same way. Serious all the time. He's a man of routine. Uh, He firmly believes that routine is important because it frees you up to think. You don't have to think about what you need need to do next. You already know your body already knows what to do next. And so you can free your mind up. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, Nick wouldn't have called me for advice for sure. We're not that good of friends, but Mm -hmm. you, you know, you consider everything that's going on the complications of this job and, and really where where it's all heading which nobody knows and even more importantly the fact that nobody's in charge it's a it's a tough profession to continue in i mean it's um i mean it's you can make some money doing it but that's not what most of us got into this game for.
1: Gary Barnett with us, Hail Varsity Radio. The complications that have arisen, you have NIL, you have portal movement within campuses. The, the control part, Coach, speak to that with having to roll with some punches and, and maybe the loss of control or things not being how they used to be. How hard is that for, for some coaches to deal with the, the power aspect is where I'm going.
0: Well, the power, yes, but the, also the fact that you have a, their structure, you know, and all of us like structure and Nick, Nick particularly likes structure. And so there's no structure now in the NCAA. There's no structure to NIL. There's no structure to uh, league changes and, um, you know, realignment. There's absolutely no structure because there's nobody in charge. If we're looking for somebody to be the czar, Nick's available now. You know, and who knows? Maybe that's where he ends up. He probably would do a better job at that than, than doing all the TV stuff that people do afterwards. Because even when you're on TV, somebody's in your ear telling you, what to say or what you they hope you say. You know, maybe that's the next step for Nick. There's no structure out there. And, so, and because there's no structure, there's no rules. Because there's no rules, there's no consequences. You know, there's no accountability. And, and frankly, football coaches don't handle that very well. And you, you have to turn it over to somebody who can deal with all that ambiguity, somebody on your staff, or hire somebody that can deal with all that. And even then, it drives you nuts. You don't know who to ask, who to go to. It's a really complicated deal, and I can see why. I don't think that's the reason Nick decided to call it quits. I think it's just part of it, but I do think it's part of
1: it. Coach, uh, with this college football czar, I, I agree with you. I think that's a direction he could go. I don't know how soon we'll get a, a mega league of 64. You know, the kind of that offshoot we've talked about. That said, do you worry about that? being a reality. I mean, how will that tug-of-war go between conference commissioners and then one super conference?
0: Well, I don't think you'll move to one big mega league. You may have one division, one big gotcha. division, but the, the leagues have to be different because of the money. Yeah. There's no way the SEC, the Big Ten are going to say, oh, we'll, we'll give you some of our money for you guys to come into our league. Uh-uh, that ain't going to happen. You're going to be, there's about 30 teams that can be self-supporting and all be uh, valuable bring value to a to a, a league. It's just like the NFL. The 30 that make it or 32, whatever it is, there'll be a division below that that doesn't quite cut it at that level. Who's going to design it? When's it going to happen? Nobody has a clue because nobody's been given that task.
1: Let me ask you this before we get to coaching search at Alabama. Why did Saban do so well at Alabama? Yes, recruiting and players, but from Sparty to LSU and then NFL back to Alabama, this final act in his coaching journey why was he so dominant
0: well he learned along the way you know when he was at michigan state he wasn't the powerhouse coach that he is now but you grow you know you evolve and you learn and nick always does that so then he goes to lsu you're in a hotbed of players i'm telling you can you know there's players everywhere in louisiana and he got them and so combination of uh, nick being a good teacher of uh hiring people that, you know, it's, 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 it's what you did. When we had structure, you were able to do that sort of stuff. Now that you don't have structure, who knows what the rules are or what the protocols are. But, uh, and then, you know, he, he went to the Miami dolphins. It didn't work because he didn't have any control. Nick has to have control. All coaches have to have control. College coaches, every college coach has failed at the NFLs because they don't have any control. And so he goes to the NFL, he doesn't have control, says, I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) And there was Alabama waiting for him. So uh, it's one of those things where they booed him as the plane left Miami and they had thousands on the tarmac when he landed in Tuscaloosa. So (laughs) that's the way this job goes. But, uh, you know, and, and then people listened to him, and they let him have the control, and he worked his stuff.
1: Coach, how about that job in Tuscaloosa? Uh, some of the, the the names that are part of that Saban tree, or familiar with uh, the Bama program, how uh, how I mean this is the monster of all, you know, <laughs> replacing a legend. Coach Osborne did it with uh, with Devaney, uh, and and you were part of that Colorado build, and you came back to 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 you know bring Colorado back up to a high level when you were coaching the Buffs. Where do you think uh, Bama goes? I mean, the, the names, Lane and Lanning and Dabo and DeBoer and Sark. Um, what, what's your uh, gut say about the next man in the headset?
0: Well, I think the most logical guy to make that move would be Dabo mm-hmm. because of the future of Clemson and that conference. Yeah, uh, I think there'd be more appeal by Dabo I don't know how much appeal there is for Dabo, but to me, that's the most logical one. Uh, DeBoer and Lanning are in good spots where they are. Uh, You know, they live in good places. They're going to – they'll have a lot of travel and that sort of stuff, but they're in the Big Ten now. So it'll be – let me tell you, when something like this happens, there's something in every coach's blood – that goes, oh, man, I think I'm going to look into that. And there's something uh, in every one of their wives that said, oh, no, let's don't do this. <laughs> so it's just the way it is. You know, it's like when you when you take your dog to the vet for the first time and you put a chip in him, mm-hmm. well, that's what coaches get. We get a chip that says when something like this happens, you're supposed to activate that chip and get inquisitive about it.
1: What was What was your... Bama so to speak what was the gig that was open that you thought about going for or they reached out to you
0: well it was uh Texas really and um yeah it was Texas and uh you know I was within four hours of getting that job so yeah that was the only thing I really thought I would leave for but that but to me that was the number one job in the country at the time and it came down to Mac Brown and myself. And I was actually supposed to get on a plane headed to the airport to get on a plane to meet with the board of Regents in St. Louis on a Tuesday night. And I got a call and said, wait a minute, <laughs> uh, we can't get all the Regents there. And I went, Oh, I know what this means. Mm. So yeah. And it was, uh, and Mac got the job and uh, instead of me, but they made a good choice because Mac was perfect for
1: Texas. Well, so the the call that said the regions aren't here is that hey we we got another candidate or yeah. Or, or, so okay. what
0: happened was was while I was interviewing with DeLos Dodds and and uh, another guy, uh, then uh, Tom Hicks, well Mac was interviewing with Daryl Royal oh, okay. and Daryl Royal said he wanted a a grits guy and not a guy from the north and he. Thought I was a guy from the north, so uh, and you know Mac had been successful too, sure. and so it was a it was a good match,
1: it was. You say, look, I've had grits before, man. I grew up in Missouri.
0: <laughs> no, you know what? It, it's there wasn't anything I could do at that point in time. Sure. So,
1: Gary Barnett's with us, Var City Radio coach, a name that surfaced in Lincoln at least last weekend is maybe an addition yeah. to Nebraska's staff. Uh, and and we'll see where things go. There, Dana Holgerson. What's your thoughts on on Dana? I know he's uh, not at Houston anymore, but he's had success at, at a lot of different spots as a as a coordinator. Uh, he's a quarterback coach. He's also. Uh, Had a lot of points he put up with West Virginia and at Houston.
0: Well, Dana's a good coach. He's a really good offensive coach. His brother played for me at Northwestern. I knew Dana a little bit. He did a great job both those places, I think. And he doesn't have to be in control of the defense. He's going to be able to put up points. So it would be an interesting hire especially for a young quarterback coming in like you have
1: what's the word i guess you have on dana when it comes to his work with quarterbacks if there is more to this uh for nebraska what what's a trait of dana that really connects well with uh with quarterbacks and offenses
0: he's sort of like a savant you know he's Mm -hmm. just one of those guys out there and uh he's like homer smith and i don't want to compare the two of them but you know, there's just guys that do a good job with quarterbacks, and they're all just different. And you know, Dana's different. And uh, so I, I just, and I can't, I can't tell you that I know that much about him. But you look at the guys he had at West Virginia and the guys he had at Houston; they're pretty good players.
1: Last thought here, Coach Michigan, Washington, uh, too much Wolverine on the offensive and defensive line. Uh, now the question is: Is Jim off to the NFL or does he stay at Michigan? What do you think of of the the national championship game?
0: Well, I think that M- M- Penix had to be Penix. You know, he had to he had to throw those things in there, drop them in like he had against everybody else. And uh, I thought the two tackles, two two guys across lined up across the guards uh, from the guards uh, at Washington were just dominant and really caused him problems. And he never got the chance to set his feet. And as a result, he he, he was not on from the first throw. And uh, he needed to be on. And he had so much pressure on him. Uh, and, and, you know, Michigan didn't do anything unusual. But they played it really smart, tackled well. You know, they ran the ball at him. you know, if you throw away the first quarter, that's a heck of a game. Yeah, second right. second quarter and the third quarter, it, it was toe-to-toe. In fact, Washington had the ball four times in the second half, and they were only down by seven points, and they couldn't do anything with it. So that's that speaks to what the Michigan defense did to those guys. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought Michigan played really well. I thought Washington was close, but they just – you know, Phoenix had to be outstanding, and he just wasn't.
1: Last thought, Coach Gary Barnett, with us is Michigan open next week.
0: You have to ask Mrs. Harbaugh because I have no idea. But uh, it, nothing would surprise <laughs> ask
1: me. Mrs. Harbaugh.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let me get on that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Either his mom, Mrs. Harbaugh, or yeah. his wife, Mrs. Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? If, if the, the only thing that stands out to me is that. You know what, he started his career at San Diego, University mm-hmm. of San Diego. Uh, the Chargers, I think they're, uh, I don't know what the numbers in Vegas are, but the odds are that he goes to Chargers. Yeah, that seems logical, but Jim doesn't do logical things, so who knows where he's going to go. It's it's more fun trying to anticipate it and just see where he lands than anything else.
1: Coach, you have a good weekend, and, and let me know how Alabama is, all right?
0: I will. All right. Talk to you
1: later, Chris. Good stuff from Gary Barnett, Hale Varsity Radio. Good insight there on Holgerson uh, College Football Playoff. And, of course, Nick Saban. Reminder, use your seatbelt. It saves lives. It prevents injuries only if properly worn. Make it click. A message from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Thoughts on Bill Belichick from the former Husker Russ Hochstein with his next on Hale Varsity.